Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I am Kestra Dorowski. And I am Andrew Dorowski. And we are not joined by a guest this week, and this is our final week. Yes, the last three episodes of Disney Animation Minute Essentials dealing with Snow White. We will be back in a few months for the Little Mer Minute, as I am <laughs> calling it. We'll be going through Little Mermaid. Uh, one minute at a time. One minute at a time. Just <laughs> just like this, just the same format and everything. Uh, we're just going to jump to the Renaissance and do Little Mermaid. Yes, but as this is our final week, we are grateful for everyone who's listened thus far. Yes, we we truly do appreciate all the downloads and comments, all the participation on the, the Facebook page and everything like that. But we can save that for the last minute because there's not a lot of content in the last minute. There is some good content in this minute. So what minute of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs are we dealing with, Kestra? We are dealing with minute 81, which begins with a, a view from far from a, a distance in the forest looking out on the, the casket uh, and all the animals and dwarfs mm-hmm. that are kneeling and bowing their heads solemnly around Snow White. Yes. And it ends with all the with a closer view of the dwarfs who are all bowing their heads. Solemnly. Solemnly. But there is stuff that happens in this minute. Yes. It's <laughs> not just... Solemn <laughs> head bowing. Yes. There is something that's happened that they don't know about. Because yes. they have not looked up yet. Yes. But Okay, let's work through it chronologically. So after the view... Mm-hmm. Which we talked a little bit about last, last week. week. Um, at the end of last week, because it's the same, the same shot. It's, it's a nice, like, kind of medium shot where you get to see... And it's, it's actually, like, really well staged and, like, rules of thirds and things like that. Yeah. Where you have, like, at the edge of the top third, I'd say, roughly, estimating. I don't think she's dead center. Um, I shouldn't say dead <laughs> right now <laughs> in the coffin. But, um... Spoiler alert! <laughs> um, I, I think she's a little above center. So I'd say top third. Like, the, the, the line of the top third, you have Snow White. And then you have... Moving back from that, you have the dwarfs, which I'd say is maybe into the second third, and then you have the animals into the third third, um, and they are you know the closest to the screen um, or to the to the camera, so to speak. And they're all in like a semi forming a semicircle. Yeah, and it's it's kind of staggered and it's it's arranged um, very intentionally yes. and nicely. And, I, and I'd say on the thirds, you know, like left to right, you have. Um, like the tree that is dropping petals on Snow White is is kind of marking that third. Yes, and it's not just a couple of animals that we've seen throughout the film. It's, it's a lot of animals. There's a lot of animals. There's more than just the two deer that mm-hmm. we usually. I think see. we. I mean, we know there's been at least up to four because they carried the dwarfs. Yes, and there are several. The dozen, I want to say, squirrels and chipmunks. A lot of squirrels, a lot of chipmunks, a lot of bunnies. bunnies. I'd say the chipmunks don't play as big a role throughout no. the, the end of the film, though. I think they were mostly there for comical purpose. Also, the um, birds are not as prominent. Yeah. Like the, I would have liked a nice shot of the baby bluebird. Yes, me too. Because um, the- that one was consistent for a long time and then just... Dis- Disappeared. Though, though you do see birds more in tomorrow's minute. Yes, but, but even then, they're not. Then, they're not featured. No, um, and and the animals aren't featured tomorrow either. Like the animals are are losing their 
their position, but um, there is like a, a feature shot, I think in this minute and, and in tomorrow's minute, um, dealing with um, ground creatures, uh, rabbits and raccoons and deer and stuff. Yes. But I don't think the birds play into that. Mm, I don't think so either. And and that's a little odd. I would have expected a shot away to the, the birds doing similar head bowing and, mm. and stuff. Yeah, but you also don't see the turtle. I was going to note that tomorrow. The turtle we don't see ever since he was on the path um, so to, towards the dwarfs and got turned around. But as far as we know, it's been several I would, months. I, I think it's been a year. I think they're trying to code us into it is one year since... Um, since she died, that's why they were they were doing kind of a memorial service for her. They've had time to make the the coffin. We've also seen the tree branch go autumn, winter, spring. Right. I I think they're trying to say um, it's been a full year. And I I would go along with that. Be, I mean, it it just works with them showing up with all the flowers and yeah. so, it being a, a large gathering and everything. So if it's been a year. The turtle would have had time. Yes, he would have made it So he's not just stranded away. I just wish we had seen him again. Yes. Um, I think this is something maybe we're kind of used to from later Disney films, um, is having these kind of like featured animal extras, but also simple callbacks to things we've seen um, earlier. It's like, oh, someone was featured in a shot, we're going to bring them back later. And in this one, the, the animals are... Treated more like animals than in pretty much any other Disney film. Uh, and and none of them are, strictly speaking, featured for sure. You know, we, except for the baby bluebird and the squirrel, we don't know definitively any one animal from any of the others of its type. Except the turtle, because he's the only one. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, squirrels are, like, I think one of the gray squirrels is that sneezy squirrel, and it was always that sneezy squirrel. But... We see four gray squirrels, and there's no right. indication. But then there's only that one baby bluebird. Yeah, so, so those are the only ones that are individuated. Right. I kind of wish, wish. We, we, we would get to see those ones because they were individual. Yeah, I agree. Um, we might only see one baby deer throughout, and that one comes back, but it hasn't been featured as much as the squirrel or the, the bluebirds. It's just been there. Yeah. So those are the ones that I miss throughout this finale, is the bluebirds and the, the, the turtle. Yeah, as do I. But moving on from the... The shot, the, the opening sh- shot. The opening shot, it, at the top of what I would say was a hill. Yeah, it's a, it's a little hill. It's a, it's a raised is, section of forest. Yes, is a horse and the then, prince. So this is on the path. This Yes. And... What I noticed is that horse is standing the very, very still. They didn't paint, or if they did paint, they didn't use a second cell for that horse. It doesn't move the entire time. It's definitely um, cell painted. It's not background painted. Right. But it doesn't doesn't move at all. In this shot. It doesn't and it's, move its, it's ears, it's, it's a long tail, shot. its head, its, it's hoof. A fair, it's a fairly lengthy shot for would, it to not move. Yeah. And it's perfectly white, and it's got like a red... Um, saddle? Yeah, red and gold saddle and, and accoutrement and everything. And it's it's just so perfectly still. And I, if we weren't doing it minute by minute, I don't think I'd care. Right. But because we watched it several times, I'm like, I looked. 
It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. I, I stared so at it. So it's almost, like, weird. It's... And I think maybe the finale was a little bit rushed. Like, it's they had possible. parts of the finale that they're like, we just gotta get it done, don't pay it a second. But like, just use the one cell for the horse. It's possible. Um, it, I mean, this this whole finale kind of seems a little bland and in, in Yeah, in it doesn't have the, the same film. flavor that, that the comedy or the... The dramatic sequences have been. This is, it, it is a bland sort of resolution to everything and finale. And it's the music isn't as striking as any of the music's been. Basically, I mean, it's nice and it's it's big and it's choral and it is good music, but it's not striking music. But especially when it gets into tomorrow's minute, that's when it's like it, it's. I want it to it's be a weirdly, little bit of a different. It's weirdly bland yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and then the animation is just pretty smooth, and they just glide along and the music doesn't help it because it's this straightforward choral thing and it doesn't seem to be reacting much to what's going on it it changes like once and that's it It, it's kind of somber right now tomorrow it gets a little more cheerful but that's it that's the only transition and it's not responsive like it has been throughout the whole film where it's been doing the mickey mousing and um like i've talked about before grumpy running into a tree and falling in the water the music is very responsive to that whole sequence, even though it's playing the same tune. Yeah. I I wish Walt Disney was, was still alive so that we could ask him... What happened on this? What, what happened, because this My guess is they, seem... they needed to get it finished off, and they they know that the thing that's the things that were really going to affect people's emotions were done already. I mean, this is the last three minutes, and we're, we're probably griping more about these last three minutes than we've griped about almost anything. Yeah. Um... But they seem so different and set apart from the rest of the film. And yeah, everything else is so, so detailed. Like, in another part of the film, there's no way that the horse wouldn't move. Mm-hmm. And things like that. Like, why is the horse not moving? I did read in in the book, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the Creation of Classic, that they did have different animators for this whole sequence. Which I think is part of it. Um, do you, did they say whether it was done earlier or later in the... It didn't say, but it said... It names some animators that I've recognized from earlier sequences, but mm-hmm. they had smaller roles, or they were more like so focused this, on a specific character. Or so a specific this whole scene. sequence probably wasn't really given the full treatment that other sequences were. People weren't pitching gags and jokes and spending a lot of time storyboarding this. They probably just said, "Yeah, and, and here's up. the here's the last three minutes, and this happens, this happens, this happens, and you get it done." Yeah, and, they just wanted to wrap it up, not really care about. Yeah, well, and especially else. if if they're saying animators for this sequence, that it's means like that three. yeah, that means like nobody was really taking full ownership of it, um, like you had with the with the deleted soup and bed sequence with Ward Kimball, or the the ones that remained in. You have a dedicated animator for the Queen and the Hag. You have the soap sequence. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like a sequence. And, like, the section of force that they're in now doesn't line up with the section of force that they walk through tomorrow. Right. And that doesn't quite line up with the section of force that we have in the last minute, either. So you can feel these different things. The backgrounds are different. The the size of everything is different. And and it feels a little different. It doesn't... It's not jarring. But if you're looking at it closely, you can see all these differences. And, and it feels less than the rest of the film. And don't don't 
get me wrong. Like, I still it's love cool. this yeah, film, it's, it's and great. it's great. It's we, just... We watched these minutes a lot, and we did not get sick of them or anything. We're just like, oh, this is different. I mean, it's the same thing. We've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We've been binging through that. And there's a section that we got to in season three. Just one and episode? or I'd say it's several episodes, but it's one episode, episodes, in, per- in particular, yeah. we just, like, we're watching it, and we're like... This isn't... This one's not very good. Mm-mm. I bet they didn't have, like, their A-team on it, or someone was on vacation, or something. And I think it probably... I think it might have only had two plots instead of three, and then it just wasn't... It just... Really good. Yeah. And we were both kind of bored by it. And so you get that, like, when you watch TV shows, and you can... You know, when you get comfortable with something, you suddenly realize, oh, you know, there was a, a staff change, or they had to do this one quickly... Or something happened, and and the tone is just a little bit different. I think that's exactly what we're getting with these three minutes. There's just a little bit of difference, and like, oh, it feels different. It's still part of the whole thing. The characters are there. They are themselves. It's just not the same. I just realized, when Mm -hmm. we rode Snow White's Scary Adventures at Disneyland a couple months ago, we, we noticed that the ending just happened. Like, it, it went straight from, like, the witch dying, or the witch, or to, something. To, like, happily ever to after. Happily they didn't even have a shot of, they, the, of the kiss or anything. Yeah. Or the, the coffin. And we were, like... Which I'm trying to... Rem- like, I'm trying to remember. We only did it once. So it's the... Right. That's the only time I've ever ridden that ride. Right. But it, it, we were, like, it just ended. It, like, it was weird that it ended. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, if I watched... If, but if, these are still iconic images. Right. Like, the kiss. Like, this is... Symbolic, iconic, like you can make a painting of these things, and you get it. But it, but if like we watched the whole film, things I would most note, like if I was if I were to go see someone who's never seen the film or or something, and compare compare like my feelings about the film, just not watching it minute by minute, just watching Mm -hmm. the film as a whole, uh, I would probably just be like. Yeah, I would note things like the so- soap sequence, or mm-hmm. or the witch dying, and yeah. and and the the potion and everything, and the I songs, pop- and the songs, and I- this song it doesn't have I- the same punch as the other songs. I might say, oh yeah, and then there is the kiss, but I wouldn't note it as prominently. Yeah, and I mean we've watched it a, a bunch just before we've record we're recording now, and so it's it's stuck in our minds, and like it's it's not any less good. As, as animation, it's just in a little bit inconsistent from the other things we've right. been watching. Especially, like, like really notably, the soap sequence and everything to do with the hag. Like, you could you could show people scenes from those things and tell them that they're from different movies. Uh, and, and people would believe you. Like, the tone is just... And maybe it's the lighting or the paint color or... The paint color... It seems it's, a little... It's a little different, but mostly, in the, mostly I think, in the, in the last minute of this. Yeah. And film, but. it's just, it's just a tiny bit off from what I've gotten used to. Right. Um, and like this, these backgrounds that they've painted for, for the sequence, for the, the rest of the movie, are backgrounds that we haven't seen anywhere else. And so it, it, it's again, stretching away from familiarity. We're not seeing the cottage. If it were set in the cottage, then I'd feel at home. I'd feel comfortable. I've seen so many angles of the cottage. I've seen the interior and exterior of the cottage. Right. We spent probably two-thirds of the movie in the cottage or around the cottage in some way. And then we're getting this separate thing. Like, I don't 
feel the same about this section. And it's the same at the beginning when you have, like, the meadow where Snow White was picking flowers. Now, if they had set it into that same background with these sequences and changed the lighting and, and, and maybe the color palette and stuff, then I might feel a little more at home because it's like, oh, we're going back to a place I'm familiar with. But because these are all new and, and we only see them this once, just basically like the well, um, like Snow White's room in the castle, nobody remembers anything about that because it's only in one shot. Right. And it's like, well, here's her room. I don't remember what's in there. I don't think I'd ever tell anyone about it. It's also like her, her peasant clothes. We don't talk about them Plus because they're, they're really not part of the thing. And, but yes, I, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways this ending is similar to the beginning where it's not part of the film that we remember. The film that we remember is, uh, it's the middle chunk. It's, it's minutes, like basically I'd say about 15 through 79. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we remember. And so there's these, these 20 minutes outside of that that don't quite fit in. Right. And, and they're still good. Like the animation is good quality animation. I'm not upset about any of that. It's just tone wise. It feels a little different. And I think, like you said, I think it's different animators. Um, and maybe a slightly different direction. It could have been, you know, from a different time in the production or, or things like that. It still works. Yes. It's not upsetting. It's not ruining the film. No, it's not. But it's we're doing it minute different. by minute, so so we we are really sensitive to yeah. these changes. Someone someone might note if they were just watching it all together, they might note that the ending's a little different. From but the it's rest, just the but, ending, but and then they're the going to be done, and and, and it's not. Gonna, and then they'll remember all the other stuff. Yeah, and it's not going to be like a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. But they're not going minute by minute. They haven't gone for months just talking about every other every other minute in the film. And we'll probably deal with this in other films. The endings aren't necessarily the memorable things. I don't think the the last shots of Little Mermaid are going to be the most memorable parts of it. And the same is true for other films. So there's nothing wrong with this film for having this right. um this situation. Right. But moving on from the the horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh the prince is singing. He takes off his hat and he's singing and what I noticed about him walking was he was, he like took two steps, stopped, kept singing, took two more steps, kept singing. Would this be consistent with like stage performance? I don't know. If you have like a limited space and things like that? Maybe, but it just seemed awkward to me. Because I didn't notice it at all. It didn't strike me. It, it just seemed a little awkward to me because he, he would walk and then stop. And then sing. It's not like he was walking as he was singing or going to a place to sing his next lines. Mm-hmm. He, like, waited a couple seconds before his next line. And it just seemed a little awkward to me. But that might be just be because I was looking closely and not, like, like taking in the whole right. thing altogether. Like I said, it didn't do anything to me, so I didn't notice it at all. Um, but good catch? I just wanted to say that. It just was nagging at me. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and the glass coffin's already open. The dwarves don't stop him. They they they, 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 they kind of make room for him. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what their thought process is here. Maybe they thought that 
this is the prince that she was singing about a year ago. Yes, I think that that is the case. So they do remember that he's important, but still, it, it was odd that they even opened the coffin anyway. Right. And then now that it's open, like, what's he going to do? And right. it's like, he goes in for a kiss. Um, like, mean, there's not a precedent in this world, as far as we know, for magic kisses. Right. They did, they did open the coffin to put the flowers, flowers on her, but then I would think that they would just they would close, just close it, back it. But maybe they're like, but, well, it's the memorial moment. Right. But yeah, I mean, he, he comes in and nobody stops him. And he goes for a kiss, which... Do you... Th- it's... Sorry. that The kiss he gives is simple, short, gentle. Kissing someone without their consent is not cool. But this is not the most egregious example you could find of such a thing. Right. So that's good. They did a good job with, like, we need this to be a pure, innocent, positive moment. Not a creepy anything. Like, it is very short. It is just... I mean, it's its not a peck, but it's a short kiss. Right. I think they did a really good job with that. If they had done it longer, then people would be creeped out by it or, or things like that. This is like, okay. It's about as appropriate as it could be for a thing that is not exactly appropriate. Do you think he was just kissing her goodbye? Or that he thought that this kiss would wake her up? I don't think anyone thought it was going to wake her up. Because there's, just... I don't think there's a precedent for it. I don't think they have access to the magic spell book. I know or anything pe- like that. I know people who, like, at a funeral with an open casket, they would, like, kiss the forehead or, yes. or something like that. Like, these things happen. They, yes. And... Uh, basically saying they're paying their last respects and, and yeah. saying goodbye. I think something like that. Okay. Um... And we do know that, it, like, it's established that it is a world with magic, and so they're familiar with magic things, and, you know, the fact that she's been preserved so well for so long, you know, there's kind of a, a magic to all of that. Um, but I don't think it was with the intention to, I am here to wake her up, I am here to rescue her. I think it was um, just a a simple thing. That's how I think it is, too. I think he was just going in, basically paying his respects. But this did, this was different from the Grimm's version. Yes. In the Grimm's version, he just picks up the casket and no, he, trips? No, he sends his attendants to oh. bring the casket to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one of them trips. Oh, goodness. And the piece of apple falls out of her throat. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, and he, like, begs the dwarfs, is like, she's so pretty, let me take her away, and have her in my home it's it's weird um but then someone trips and she wakes up um because the apple falls out of her mouth that's weird <laughs> yes and so changing it to because like they weren't working from like a deep well of like established like this is how it works so obviously right. this is how it works uh i in in the book snow and some endorsement creation of classic it said you gotta, you gotta get that in while you can. You're not gonna say it that many more times. <laughs> I know, and I can say it really fast now. <laughs> um, it says that it talks about how it's different from the Grimm's version, and that early stage and film adaptations followed the Grimm's version more closely, mm-hmm. but they wanted to substitute it differently. They wanted to do it differently, so they substituted it by using Briar Rose, Sleeping Beauty's mm-hmm. kiss. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Like, I know that they, both of them, they are the sleeping people who are woken by a kiss. Mm-hmm. But I never, and I, I 
Never really. So they were that taking they... it from Sleeping Beauty and transplanting it into yes. this story. I never thought that that was what happened, but that's what happened, and I wanted to note that. Which I mean, they do a good job with it. They make them, and they do make them different enough. So when Disney goes back to that theme, and they do make Sleeping Beauty, that feels okay. It doesn't feel like they're ripping themselves off, right? Even though Snow White was the one that was ripping off what they would make later, right? And I, I think it works fine. As do I. Okay. He comes in, gives a kiss, and then he pretty much, like, steps away and bows down. And everyone else bows down. And they're just all kind of having a moment. And she opens her eyes and blinks and then stretches. Yes. Her eyes flutter as she opens them, which I thought was a really nice touch. I agree. It was nice. Um, the only other note I have... Oh, I have two other notes. Uh, last week you talked about the tree dropping petals versus, uh, birds dropping petals. And the tree is definitely dropping petals on her. And then, uh, we haven't talked a lot about Disney bounding and the concept of Disney bounding. So give us a quick lesson on Disney bounding. Disney bounding is something that was created by a blogger a few years ago. I'll post a link to her blog on the Facebook page. It is where people dress up as the characters, except they're not using costumes. They're using significant colors or outfits or items to represent that character throughout the parks. Right. So a lot of like color blocking as like, you know, certain amounts of certain colors and certain parts of your outfit match up because adults can't wear costumes at Yes, people over the age of 14 cannot wear costumes at a Disney park. It is a rule. So in this case, they can, you know, engage with the character and and mimic color schemes or or patterns or things like that uh, and still kind of have that experience as they're in Disney. And I was thinking about that with the prince. I could do that super easy. (laughs) He's got tan shoes. I have tan shoes. He's got gray pants. I have gray pants. He's got a blue shirt. I have a blue shirt. (laughs) This is totally doable. (laughs) Yeah. So I was thinking about that because you are the one that taught me about Disney bounding. Mm -hmm. So totally doable for the prince, especially in this sequence. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. And if you know colors, it's pretty simple to just Disney bound pretty much any character. But yes. And you can coordinate a whole team. (laughs) Yeah. There, there are people I know who have done... Or who I've heard of who've done the Seven Dwarfs or or characters from Cinderella. Like the whole Tremaine clan and, mm. and stuff like that. If we could, I would arrange for like a whole crew of our damsels from the Facebook page <laughs> to like coordinate a trip and, and, and do like the whole Snow White crew. Because there's, I mean, it's, it's like, what was it, 12... Characters. We did this at the beginning. I think it's 12 characters. 11 or 12. Let's see. Queen Hag, Snow White, Prince, Huntsman, Seven Dwarfs. Dwarfs and the mirror, but... This... Yeah, I, I wouldn't he count He doesn't that. count. Yeah. You can't dress up as the mirror. The queen can carry around a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Yeah, so that's 12. I think so, yeah. Pretty doable. Yeah, 12. So, I think that would be really cool if you want to send us a picture of that. That would be... Super tight. Yeah, and maybe one day we can coordinate a a big a, a big, big group a big group of doing across several se- films across or... several days. We'll do all <laughs> of the films that we've covered up to that point. Yes, <laughs> one day, 
One day. All right. Do you have any other notes on minute 81? No. I do not either. Then we will let things end for today and come find us on Facebook. Go to the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels. Also, share us with your friends and your family. At some point uh, during our hiatus, we're going to get things sorted out so we have like a better Twitter presence. We might get like a Snapchat or, or an Instagram. Probably an Instagram. I don't know how Snapchat works. But Snapchat I would only use if we were at the parks. Yeah, so maybe an Instagram. <laughs> and then you'll be able to, to stay in touch better with us. That will be announced more when we get closer to The Little Mermaid. Most importantly, there's only a few more days to do it. Most importantly, join us tomorrow for our next minute of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, just whistle while you work. <laughs> <laughs>